Hey everyone, it's Millie. It's Gabby. And welcome back to another week of Change by Degrees. And uh, is there spooky music in the front? Because Millie said she was going to ask. I want. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see if I actually found something that's fitting. Okay. Um, but the spooky music should give you a cue and the title as to what we're going to talk about. And before we start any discussion on the topic for this week, we wanted to give like a trigger warning um, yeah. because it's not something we typically talk about. Um, if you're like a true crime junkie, then stay this tuned. This is right for, you. for you. But if, if you're if you're me not, from five years ago, <laughs> tune off. You know yeah. what I mean? We don't, if you are- uh, We'll be talking about stuff that like, like murders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Not like tons of gruesome detail, but we do it's talk about bad. it. It's not that bad. There's so, worse, but- Yeah, there's definitely worse, but just, just, be if wary. you're a paranoid person, if you're not feeling yourself <laughs> right now, maybe tune back in yeah. in the next few days. But so hopefully you just log off. We will see you next week Bye. if so. But if not, the rest of y'all, which we know there's a lot of y'all stick on, stick, stick on with us. <laughs> so this week, this is completely like a different topic than what we've ever done before. We've done conspiracy theories, but it's a little bit different because this is really true crime. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do something in our state. Um, this isn't very recent, but it could be something that you gotta keep an eye out for because it's recent enough so what we're going to be discussing today is the colonial parkway murders which gotta be found for us and i was actually pretty into like pretty interesting it's not something that i think is a typical true crime possible serial killer um situation but for background information the colonial parkway is in virginia it's a 23 mile roadway um that links uh, Virginia's historic triangle, which is Jamestown, Yorktown, and Williamsburg. So you have like, kind of like a back road, pretty scenic. Yeah, it's people. like a scenic route sometimes, mm-hmm. but other people sometimes use it like locals for like actually getting from Jamestown to Yorktown or whatever. Right, so it's pretty useful other than a highway, mm-hmm. but it's pretty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of history mm-hmm. and a lot of um, monuments. And that's why a lot of the, I think, not it's not magic, but like why people really like the attraction, the attraction of this yeah. case is that it's it is a very historic area yeah. and it's pretty it's not great when you have people getting murdered on something no. that is very historical. <laughs> not super great. Um and these murders took place in this three year time span. I mean, there's some recent um possible cases we'll, we'll discuss, but really the, the bulk of the cases were from nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty nine. Um and when you talk about the road that has a bunch of historical points. It happened, two of them, you can correct me if I'm wrong, happened right in the road, but then the other two happened kind close, of like, close, like a half to, hour away. Yeah. So they're trying, they think this is one of the things that links this case that is part of this road or very, very close to this um, back way. And right now there's possibly five murdered couples, um, but there could be other individuals or couples that we haven't found because we will discuss one of the cases we didn't even find the bodies, but people think this is part of that same case. So, um, and by the end of this episode, hopefully you have your own thoughts and we'll share a few more resources if you really are interested in the Mm -hmm. case. Um, and hopefully we do it justice because there's a lot of information out there, but we thought this was pretty, um, interesting that was like kind of condensed it all but there is more information so don't just mm. go off of all of this go do your own research we can always mess interested. up details and there's always yeah. these cases um it is an ongoing investigation mm-hmm. that's still open the fbi is still going into it um so but it is considered cold but they they're still yeah i mean we have family open. members involved yeah it, so people always try to keep trying to get on, yeah so. try to get it going but um yeah so all the resources and stuff that we used and the additional information will be listed in like the show notes and stuff so if you're interested go look at that and like we said do your own research if you're 
super interested in it and don't just use this podcast as the only source of information there that really, you use. really is not there's a lot. shouldn't be your main source <laughs> there's a but... lot more information and more details than um than we're gonna provide here but anyway so the first couple at least first known couple because like we said there could be other victims or couples that just we the authorities just don't mm-hmm. know about but this is the first known couple that mm-hmm. kind of kicked off these um quote-unquote colonial parkway murders mm-hmm. so the first known victims were kathleen thomas age 27 she was a graduate of united states naval academy and rebecca ann dowski who was 21 and a senior of william and mary college um it was william and mary college at the time now it's william and mary like it's university whatever. which is also really not, not funny but like <laughs> this, was back it's, in 19... this is close to cnu which is where yeah this is back <laughs> in 1986 yeah when i picked that i didn't realize that like it's uh, in like, your backyard it, literally i never went to colonial parkway because it was um really more far north than than what you knew but um it is in the historic triangle which is where i went to school but anyway so um the first known victims so the authorities discovered kathleen and rebecca on columbus day weekend in 1986 inside a white 1980 honda civic the car along with their bodies which were in the car were found Mm. at um cheatham annex overlook in williamsburg virginia um, the car had been doused in diesel fuel, but evidence of the crime was kept intact when diesel failed to ignite. Mm-hmm. So the person, whoever did this, tried to get rid of the bodies by burning them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tried to burn, but um, for whatever reason, it just failed to ignite. So mm. it was just a car doused in diesel. Um, both women were found with rope rope burns rope. on their <laughs> rope, rope burns on their neck and wrist with signs of strangulation. The autopsy was inconclusive and could not determine whether a blade had slashed their throats or if they had been strangled to near decapitation. Mm. Um, there were little signs of struggle. Both their purses and money were found inside the car, which ruled out robbery as a motive. And there was no evidence of sexual assault pre or postmortem. Um, the pair were fully clothed and sexually intact uh let's pause here let's pause here there's (laughs) a lot lot. to there's a lot to unpack um i read a a little bit more about this case and Mm. what certain people had to say about it like the investigators and even um this is a really important case because it's the first one and thomas's brother Mm -hmm. is the one who continues to this day try to one of the other victims yeah of the family who is really pushing the authorities and trying to keep everyone updated on the Uh, details of the case but with this one when you said two things people don't know because serial killers usually have an mo Mm. and it's very different so they weren't sure if the they they were strangled and if the if it was cut or not because some victims they were weren't sure about that and um the other interesting part about it was he was when you think about diesel fuel, apparently the murderer tried to use a match mm-hmm. and you can't light diesel fuel What's with a match? a match. You need something yep. a little bit more powerful. You can use gas, but he didn't. And so the brother thinks maybe it was a truck worker or an agricultural worker who had access, access to diesel yeah. fuel and think, with thought that I could get rid of the evidence this way. Yep. So, and also when he realized he couldn't burn the car, he pushed it over the ledge and mm-hmm. thought it would sink into the river. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But it got stuck in like underbrush area. So the car didn't go all the way, but you couldn't really see it mm-hmm. um, visually from, from the, the road. road yeah. So that's why it was found right. later. Yeah. Um, so just interesting because obviously I think a pattern that I started to see with the cases is that the evidence was either better um, gotten rid of mm-hmm. um, and more well done in a sense because this is 
uh, compared to other cases, kind of sloppy. Mm-hmm. He didn't burn the victims. It yeah. was, you know, so I don't know. I, it yeah. was. It's kind of, and it's also weird because they're like an, um, a common thread throughout all of the rest of the couples. Cause it's usually, I don't think they have an individual person who was, that they know no, that was, I didn't find that was killed. It was always not necessarily couples a pair. As in romantic, but right, like just pairs a pair. of people, mm-hmm. um, which is super interesting as well. But, um, but they never could find like a clear motive with really any of the couples mm-hmm. that, um, they, uh, discovered their bodies. So, um, even with this first case, like their money and their purses mm-hmm. and whatever credit cards or whatever they had was all were there. still there and they were fully clothed and there was no sexual assault that was clear that took place. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, they were just strang. Well, they don't know if strangled or cause it was hard to tell because of, I think the decomposition, if it was strangling that had caused right. The death decapitation, or if it was a knife, mm-hmm um yes that's what i meant to say yeah they weren't sure which they're just not sure but um it just seems like they were killed for like literally no reason like Mm -hmm. money was still there they weren't raped just kind of odd um and so i think that really contributes to also like the cold case nature of this of Mm -hmm. of this case because it's like it's kind of hard to pinpoint suspects when you don't really have a clear motive Mm -hmm. um but anyway those are my yeah because they had the purses in the car, mm-hmm. all the money, nothing was taken. It was the, just like, like someone the dead had literally just, just killed, killed someone and then walked away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and a good note to add, I think, at this point is that whoever the murderer was, people think knew the Colonial Parkway well yeah. to know where, because a lot of these murders took place at night mm-hmm. in areas that he, I guess he or she knew mm-hmm. there wouldn't be a lot of people in the mm-hmm. road at that time um, or located in places that aren't easily visible. Yeah. So that's the only part that I'm like, obviously the person was aware of their surroundings. Yeah, definitely like not somebody. Cause a lot of times I think you have murders on um, highways or thoroughfares that somebody is passing through mm-hmm. and they're not super familiar with it, of, with the area because they're just like, I don't know, like transient type mm-hmm. of person or they're a trucker. And so they don't stay around long, but these murders seem to be like a local, like someone from the historic triangle area right, or Virginia beach or something, because it is a roadway that like, because it's so historic, it does wind and it winds mm-hmm. very long because it connects from Williamsburg all the way to the shore at Yorktown. So it is super um, like, long and winding right. and it goes through up trees and down and, goes, and you yeah. have yeah so you you have to be pretty familiar with it to like know where you where would you're at. stop yeah. someone or whatever it exactly. is exactly yeah so that was the first case yeah really sad people found it and people thought okay that's it but now we have our second couple mm-hmm. um this took place on september 20th uh, 1987 so a little under a year if i'm correct um and it was david nobbling i hope i pronounced that correctly who was 20 years old and robin edwards she was 14 and they were shot at point blank range in the ragged island wildlife refuge um which is near the south shore of james river in smithfield virginia um, and their bodies were uncovered after a three-day search party um, the, the couple investigators think that they might've been romantically involved. Um, a few key facts that lead up to that is that David's black Ford Ranger pickup truck was discovered with the side window, um, rolled down. And that's a big tip because this is something that is found in other cases. And they, th- investigators thought whether the killer had ties to law enforcement or was posing as a police officer, for example, he stopped this couple, the couple rolled their window down mm-hmm. and they tried to 
that's when the murder happened. Um, and once again, there was no signs of sexual assault or robbery. Mm -hmm. So this was a little under a year and it's a very similar case. But once again, I think something about this case that was also interesting because you think they're couples and another, um, language that was being used throughout uh, these investigations that they're they're happening in lovers lanes yes so people um, would maybe they were thinking possibly pulling over uh-huh, to it's do like whatever, whatever and that's when they got caught right. or whatever and so that's why a lot of people think that maybe the person that was doing this was either posing as an officer so you know because usually when a police officer walks up to your car you have to roll down the window roll down the window mm-hmm. and you might you know you're usually going to do whatever they tell you because mm-hmm. you don't want any trouble you don't mm-hmm. want so if they say roll down your window step out of the car you're you're, you're gonna get out of the car mm-hmm. because you don't want to not obey a police right. officer so i think um that's why there there is a theory through running through all of these cases that the person could possibly have been posing as an officer mm-hmm. maybe or had wanting a, to be yeah. like an authority figure yeah or had like some type of badge or some type of uniform mm-hmm. which also made people think it ties in with what we were talking about earlier about it being a local person and maybe maybe the person worked for the park because mm-hmm. uh, part of the colonial parkway um is maintained by the national park service so mm-hmm. maybe they had a uniform that you know made them an authority figure like hey i'm national park service and you get right. out of the car you know kind of thing um so yeah but it, no signs of sexual assault or robbery on that one either which is interesting because once again there's no motive yeah and there's a lot of things different for example they were shot at point blank but it made it seem like they were running away at the time Mm -hmm. so they're kind of shot in the back of their heads execution style um and i think um david had one off the shoulder as well so that's also what makes it seem like he was running away yeah so either there was an altercation and they tried to get away so i don't know if that's what led to the different style of murder because people think it's not connected did go to plan um and that's why or if it was purposefully done execution style in the back of the head and that's why because that's the other thing is usually if you have somebody who is a serial killer Mm -hmm. they usually have a certain way of killing Mm -hmm. and this obviously is completely different from the first couple who were either strangled or they're throats were cut mm-hmm. and then this couple who were shot was it with a gun which is completely different right um yeah i don't and once again even though these are couples sometimes they're just pairs of people yeah. but these were on their first date yeah. so i'm like so it's also yeah. not something that the killer when you think about that knew ahead of time like if he wanted to kill some people who were right. romantically involved i'm like it's just a pair of people so you would really so it's, it's more of like I see two people of, in a car. Time of opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then anything, anything that's premeditated. Yeah. Because when you try to draw comparisons on the victims, there really is no race, yeah, gender. There's nothing in, in common except uh, it's two people. Two people. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue that it might be premeditated because these happened so uh, similarly in the way that it's two people. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of on a back road or back stretch right. of Colonial Parkway. So I guess you could argue it's premeditated. Like, did the person lie in wait and wait for a car to come down and pull over? Did the, I mean, or is it really a crime of opportunity where he's driving down one road and he passes someone who, oh, those two people and like pulls mm-hmm. over and somehow gets them to pull over as well? I don't right. really know. That's why it's cold case. Um, but the third couple. So uh, on April 10th, 1988, 
two students from Christopher Newport University, mm-hmm. which shout out to my university there, <laughs> um, Terrible. were reported missing after attending a party in Newport News during their first date together. Mm-hmm. Uh, their names are Cassandra Lee Haley. She was 18 and um, Richard Keith Cal, who was 20. And the discovery of Cal's red Toyota Celica unoccupied at the York River Overlook. And that's where they found the car. Mm-hmm. Um the third, comp- the third couple's link to the Parkway murders is somewhat debatable because no bodies have ever been uncovered. Mm. They are both presumed to be dead. Uh, evidence points to the same person responsible for the other killings. Still, some investigators are on the fence and don't want to definitely classify their disappearance as part of these murders. So this one's super interesting to me because I think um, I think uh, disappear disappearances are, they just really bother me because I, I just don't understand how people especially multiple people can go missing and you just hmm. you just don't you never find, find them. them like that to me like bothers, bothers me you. and it's just like i think disappearance uh, disappearance cases are so interesting but this is also really interesting because once again the only i guess there i guess there are a few things in common once you kind of look at all these cases together another thing in common i suppose would be the age range so like mm. these are all kids who are really young who are super young like young adults yeah it's not like it's like a 50 year old guy and a 52 year old woman. Like these are all like around college age or mm-hmm. they are college age. Yeah. The youngest I think is the 14 year old in the last case, Correct. Robin. Um, but she was with someone who was 20 years old. Yeah. So it's just really interesting how they're all young. Um, unfortunately, Cassandra and Richard have never been found, mm. but um considering the truck was found and they weren't in it they just kind of assumed that they're probably dead um is this the one because they found all of their clothes in the truck though i is think this the one i'm pretty sure because yes yeah. the one that they didn't end up finding yeah. the bodies but right. it's right by the river so mm-hmm. you're right and that's why some investigators think these may not be entirely linked because for all the other cases the bodies were found but when it happens yeah with the same kind of pair of people in the same place it's like the same it's the same same timeline and i'm sure once again like this is just like a brief overview like these cases are astronomically like there's so much detail if you go on um other websites and find i'm sure it would tell you like exactly where on the colonial parkway these that the truck was found Mm -hmm. um in relation to like the other two uh previous couples and like where they were found so you can kind of like map out where each Mm -hmm. couple was found um but yeah, so I, I don't know. I think this one, I would feel like it's debatable if it wasn't for, like, if it was related to the Colonial Parkway murders, if it mm. wasn't for the fact that it was two young people, like two college age students um, on the Colonial Parkway. I don't know. I just feel like that is too convenient for it to be somebody else. And it was, it was a couple. It wasn't yeah. like one person that went missing. It was two people who went missing like the previous cases right two young people like the previous cases mm-hmm. and um, unlike the one that we just had discussed which was like 30 minutes away yep. this one was like two miles like it was from where the on. original one yeah. like in the exact same area yeah so i i understand why it would be debated like it's always hard to when you have a case where you don't find bodies it's always hard to be like oh they're definitely dead mm-hmm. because you never know like stranger things have happened where mm-hmm. people turn they ran away or something happened is, or yeah and or it was something it was an accident mm-hmm. especially when you're on like back back roads and stuff and there's there is the james river that runs right there and right um the james river goes on forever like it was right by cnu and we used to go to the james river all the time but it mm-hmm. goes all the way down so like you know things have happened where people there's an accident or whatever so but i i don't know i just think it's too convenient to not be connected to Mm. the parkway murders but that's just 
my opinion <laughs> always <laughs> on the side of the question but <laughs> i'm actually curious i forgot i wanted to look in and see mm. if someone had ever investigated like the actual river like if they had drowned it. yeah i, I, well, I, I never know, when cause... i was reading on these cases no one unless they didn't think it was pertinent but like the, yeah tried to review like someone go down there with a scuba tank or whatever and and see if they yeah. see any bodies well because the james river is pretty it's not like a tumultuous like rushing river mm-hmm. but it is pretty long it's not i don't think it's not man-made so dra- draining mm-hmm. it would be like not super no that's easier to do with like a lake but um but i don't know if anyone ever if they ever did an investigation or they had a dive team go down and look for bodies i feel like maybe for depending that one, because on where in the, uh, the other one where they did find them i think that the dad of david was the yeah. one who headed the search party and they looked in the forest well considering yeah considering this their their car for this third couple from cnu their car was found at the york river overlook mm-hmm um i don't know i feel like it would be like worth investigating the river i don't know Mm -hmm. if they ever did just because like it is on like an overpass and you're right above a river so you might want to like go look down there but um but it's kind of strange but then at the other point it's kind of strange that like both of them would be gone like that makes if it was like one person but the fact that like i mean what what's the likelihood of both drowning like you know i don't know yeah i know or again it just depends that's why it's so inconsistent yeah and this one i think out of all of them is the most, the most like, kinda, interesting yeah. or what happened because all the other bodies have been found even we're about to discuss the fourth one which is they were found but not in the best condition no. so a year and a half later um two more young people once again i guess that's the only connection between like all of the them connection a, is you know, a pair of young, young people, people um went missing near the colonial parkway um on memorial day weekend uh, 1989 daniel lauer who was 21 was driving to his brother's house in virginia beach with his brother's girlfriend so um called anna maria phelps so they're not really a couple no they're no. just together it's, driving she was driving his brother's girlfriend um who was 18 so on september 5th uh, they were reported missing when their car was found abandoned at the new kent rest drop on i-64 the car was found on the westbound side of the highway the opposite direction of the destination which is really interesting because mm-hmm. that confused police and i think it's they thought that the car was moved like the two were removed mm-hmm. and i guess the killer moved the car to be pointing the opposite direction um it is unclear whether anna marie and david pulled over and were killed at the rest stop or if they were killed elsewhere and the killer moved their car um her purse was found inside the car once again ruling robbery out as a motive and their bodies were found over a month later on october 19th by hunters on a logging road about a mile away from that restaurant that the car was found in um the bodies were covered in a blanket from daniel's car and were badly decomposed because of the rain and the blanket made it even more humid so decomposing went so much faster yeah. uh, and it made it really hard to determine what was the cause of death or if there'd been sexual assault um and even though the cause of death could not be determined there appeared to be stab marks on her bones but that's the only thing that suggested how they could have died but nothing on his body so this one again when you think about the previous case the bodies disappearing like what if they just never were found well that's because what's interesting i feel like it's so hard to look with such a densely forested area mm-hmm. and you have rivers on all sides mm-hmm. i'm like it would be impossible to have a search party to yeah, really comb through everything everywhere. and i mean this was just a month later and the way the bodies were hidden under a blanket the decomposed like 
you're yeah. not you have no hope of finding yeah actual and, remains and i feel like the first two um couples are more connected and then like the last two are more connected even though there's no bodies for mm. the third couple it i kind of had a thought like even though the third couple like their bodies were not found but the car was found over the york river overlook mm-hmm. um i mean who's to say that's the same deal that the fourth couple like the fourth couple their car i feel like they were probably murdered somewhere else and the killer moved their car because hmm. the blanket that their bodies were covered in was from his, his car. car so he was obviously in there rifling right. around looking for things to cover the bodies with um so who's to say that he didn't move the car over the york river overlook hmm. for the third couple right you know like you just don't know he has access i mean his keys obviously mm-hmm. so maybe I mean, then maybe the third couple, he buried them, you know, if they're at Yorktown, maybe he buried them all the way in freaking Williamsburg. Yeah. And, and he no just one dropped the car far. Mm-hmm. at the York River Overlook. So, I mean, if you have a car, Which makes then it you that have might. access yeah. to anything. You can, you can go anywhere. So, And it just makes it difficult because then it's hard for investigators to place the murder where they're murdered and where the car ends up are, are two completely, two, different. Two completely yeah. different locations. So it... Yeah, very premeditated. Like he obviously knows where he wants to place the body yeah. separate from the, car. from the car. And when you think about the first one, what I'm, that's what I mean by sloppy. I'm like the he fir- thought the bodies were in the car. In the he, car, he tried to burn them. Obviously, that didn't work or he, out he, for him. he or she tried to burn them, yep. and then he just pushed over the ledge, and that that's a done deal. But yeah. with these other ones, it's like it a gets little a little bit more, bit more involved yeah. and a little bit harder to actually investigate what's going on. Yeah. So, and the fact that once again there was no well, it's hard with this last case to know if there's sexual assault because the bodies were so badly decomposed. Mm-hmm. Um, but considering the last three didn't no have robbery. sexual assault and no. robbery, hard pressed to think that maybe there, he suddenly felt like mm-hmm. sexually assaulting somebody um, with like the fourth case. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to determine that as well. Like once again, no motive. Why yeah. is this person like, what are they gaining from this? Mm-hmm. There's usually sexual assault right. or, robbery Mm -hmm. maybe but like or like a specific type of victim that they're looking for but here and i i mean i thought it was so sad in this case because obviously they're driving over to their family's house Mm -hmm. to bring you know the girlfriend and i'm like they never arrived no yeah and it's like you never when you have that big question of like Mm -hmm. what ended up happening i don't know i just thought it was so sad because in this one i'm just like it ended up facing the opposite direction and i'm like he really going yeah i don't know it's like those little details that you're like was that intentional is Mm -hmm. that just in the heat of the moment he didn't know what to do and it ended up facing the opposite direction yeah but is it supposed to mean something you never know when they're trying to leave clues or be smart about something so i don't yeah these are all really sad because it's like i mean it's in like we said like it's two people for every case Mm -hmm. so it's not like just i mean one person obviously bad enough but to have like two families Mm -hmm. um suffering for every single time but um so that's really that's the last a couple that they really feel like is in the that they're really even though the third couple their bodies were never found right. the four couples that we just went over those are the ones that investigators mainly assume are all connected mm-hmm. by the same person but there is a fifth couple possible fifth couple that that happened seven years after right the fourth couple was found mm-hmm. murdered so that's why they're but not kind a lot of, of people think this one yeah, might be connected maybe, maybe. you know considering it happened seven years later because after the fourth couple it abrupt the killings abruptly stopped mm-hmm. um which sometimes 
could be because the person who was doing the killing moved. Mm -hmm. Could be as simple as that. They died. Died. Um, They had their fill. I mean, I don't know. Although, although, I mean, it's true though because in some cases you have serial killers who like get their what they want Mm -hmm. and they're satisfied and And then seven years later they're like it's something fix like and it sounds really horrible Mm -hmm. but like it's the same with like you know i don't want to compare it to alcohol because it's Mm -hmm. not it's not like that but like you know you can be seven years sober and then all of a sudden for some reason something Something. happens in your life that's stressful and Mm -hmm. you're right back drinking at 11 a.m so like it's kind of like kind of like that but um or they got picked up for another crime. They could have mm-hmm. gotten arrested for something. Well, just something that a lot of people thought. A lot of people uh, yeah. thought he was um, the the suspect. He or she was um, put to prison for something else. Yeah, unrelated. for something completely unrelated. And you never know. It could have been like some weird, like I don't know, petty theft or something mm-hmm. that he was in jail for seven years and then he's out on parole and he's starting to kill again. But considering this case, uh, the fifth couple that I'm, I'm about to talk about, uh, it happened once and then no other killings really happened mm-hmm. again i'm hard pressed to think that this is related but um but seven years after the final uh killing another case reignited this investigation a couple romantically involved were found bound gagged and their throat slit almost 200 miles from the initial hunting ground mm-hmm. um their bodies uncovered in virginia's shenandoah national park and it, their names were julia williams who was 24 and lolly winans who was 26 and um i you know it's saying they displayed a wealth of similarities to the Parkway case. I don't really believe that because mm-hmm. I don't think there's really any similarities despite um, it being a couple. Mm. Um, but the fact that they were found bound, gagged, and their throat slit, mm-hmm. I, that's that does not seem like whoever was doing the killings um, for the other four, except maybe the the first one where they couldn't tell mm. if their throats had been slit or if they were strangled. But right. this one is like, like they're bound gagged like that. That had never happened in the other cases. Well, we don't know about the third one cause they right. were never found. But, um, as far as investigators know, that was never, they never found any ligature marks on any of the other bodies for the other cases. So it seems kind of like a stretch. Also, they were not found any like Shenandoah national park. Mm. I mean, we live in Virginia. We know that's nowhere near, right. um, that's nowhere near, the historic triangle right it's complete opposite direction um and shenandoah once again shenandoah it's a national park so mm-hmm. it is super not isolated but it's a national park it's expansive um if you want to get lost you totally can um it's scenic so that's a similarity but it's a completely different area i suppose like we kind of said like maybe this person moved and seven years later they're at shenandoah i don't know it just seems mm-hmm. like maybe this could just be a different person because there are a lot of this is a completely different thread but there are a lot of murders that occur um in our national parks in the united states yeah because it's a really easy way to kill someone especially out west when they're like huge national parks Mm -hmm. a lot of people go like it's like a missing it's a whole thing like it's a whole um topic and like true crime is like talking about uh national park disappearances in the united states Mm -hmm. um are so you'll never catch me at one (laughs) so you'll never catch me spending the night in a national park um so so yeah i don't know i just feel like i don't know if this fifth couple I mean, it's good to mention it because here's the thing. As much as we might think that fifth couple is not related at all, there's people who think the previous four aren't related or that they were all super killers or two and two. Um, For example, I had found that one of the detectives on the case called Steve um, 
Spignola, I want to say the last name right. He was hired as a private investigator for the case. And he thinks that the murders of Kathy and Rebecca are not related to any of the other murders at all. Right. Um, He thinks that it's connected to another double homicide that happened in Shenandoah National Park in 1996, where he thinks like that one is related Related to the one you just mentioned because they were homosexuals. So he thinks that maybe that's premeditated specifically against that. Um, And it's similar because they were gagged and their throats were slit in the first one. He thinks either that possibly it's, could it's a similar yeah. style of killing yes. and similar couple. Yeah. Style. Um, so he thinks those were from the same perpetrator, but then the other two weren't. So I, I'm not an investigator. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but there's just- a lot of <laughs> theories as to what it could be. Yeah. Um, and like and- how they're connected. And I mean, that's a good point too. Cause there was a few investigators who thought maybe they were, um, it was like homophobic murders, mm-hmm. but that doesn't but not explain really. not all of them. The the um the case where it was they weren't even romantically involved. It was just driving to see family. It's just so, a pair of people. Um and it was a guy and a girl. So, you know, it's just mm. kind of weird. That that's why I think this this case has gone so cold is because th- when you don't have a motive and there's like no clear motive and there's not even a clear manner of, of killing, like mm. it's everyone is kind of different. And sometimes you find bodies and sometimes you don't. Sometimes the bodies are in the car and sometimes they're outside of the car and sometimes the car is dumped somewhere else and mm-hmm. sometimes they're with the car. Like, you know, you just don't know. Um, so it's kind of hard to come up with any lead when, first of all, these happen so isolated and you really don't have any witnesses. Um, two, this happened in the 1980s. There's no security cameras like we have now. I don't know. I don't, I never went on the Colonial Parkway when I was in college. I knew where it was and people talked about it like, oh yeah, I used, mm-hmm. I used the parkway to get here. And when people said like, I used the parkway, I just know it's Colonial Parkway. Right. Um, but I had no reason to be on it. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm sure now there's like some type of like security cameras mm-hmm. every few miles i would hope i don't yeah. know because it is so isolated and these did happen in the 80s and it's a long stretch of road it's a very long stretch of road so um always be careful it, I, mean, I was always careful going on on any back way oh yeah dude like 100 uh, at, at like, night always be yeah careful. and there's really no rest stops along the road like the the road itself is like 23 24 miles but there's a lot of back roads off of that, mm-hmm. off the Colonial Parkway. So that go into other areas that go into the woods, that go to bike paths. So I would hope now that they have like more like ranger stations maybe along because mm-hmm. it is maintained by the National Park Service. Um, but I this mean, was back in the 80s. So it's, yeah, it's amazing how the buzz because while they were happening, people were like, oh my gosh, you can't go on the Colonial, you yeah. know, Lover's Lane. You're going to get right. murdered. Yeah. It's a spooky because it's historical. Um, and now like, I'd never heard of it, but I'm like, tons of people were murdered there mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. And that killer could still be alive out and about doing whatever. So, um, it's Hopefully wild. With, I don't uh, like, and like they do have, um, DNA, but they have no matches, which also is interesting because that kind of, that kind of not ruins the theory about him possibly being arrested and, having a record because you would now match. they have i think most states i think it's more of a state law than a federal but now i think a lot of states are t- turning to the fact that like if you're arrested at all we take your dna i think a lot mm. of times states are like if you're arrested for a federal crime we take your dna and you if you're fingerprinted all of that you're in the system but i think a lot of times other states that are more lenient don't do that Mm -hmm. so they might take fingerprints but they don't take dna Mm -hmm. and so i think now states because dna has evolved so much and we're i mean like the golden state killer was um 
who was murdering back in the 70s, I think, uh, was just arrested two years ago. And um, it was through DNA. So I think states Mm -hmm. now are like, wow, we need to be taking people's DNA. If you're Mm -hmm. arrested, we take your DNA. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're arrested for freaking, like, whatever it is, looking at me weird. Like, we're taking your DNA. So, um, because you never, you never know mm-hmm. how how a, a cold case could be solved, mm-hmm. um, and and that's sad too because yeah. you're relying on current technology has advanced so much even in 20 years that if you had that capability 20 years ago, it would have completely changed. I think that's some, a note that um, Thomas, the brother, yes. was making that he's really trying to still keep it not going cold because he's like. I think the most recent development was that two years ago, three out of the four cases, the ones where the bodies were found, they have a possible like perpetrator DNA. Uh, It's not linked, like you said, but that's something. They have something. Something. It's also hard when like, there's no, like you can find like hair, skin cells, Mm -hmm. um, dirt from under your fingernails, whatever. Like you can find, you can find that at a crime scene. But a lot of times with serial killers, like the DNA that they they really preserve is after sexual assault and they find mm-hmm. semen, but mm-hmm. there's no sexual assault for these. Right. So it's kind of like, you're always going to find skin cells, but you're just kind of like... Hard. Like oh, if you're you fighting know. back, you dig yeah, into the person's exactly. you know, so, skin or whatever. But um, Especially with a lot of these bodies, they were really decomposed. So a lot of the DNA is kind of ruined, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't found a match. So hopefully, I mean, I think when it comes to cases like these, I thought a lot of times investigators and cold case investigators just wait for the person to slip up and right and and commit a crime which sucks that you have to wait for them to like commit a crime right. and get caught in order to find out who the but um but i mean like that's not always the case more because dna has evolved so much so hopefully like like with the gold state killer mm. the way they found him was through like i don't know it was like some distant family member that they got dna from and they were able to trace it back using mm. like ancestry.com or something to mm. find out that like he was related to the DNA that they had found on all these other bodies. Mm. So back in, in California. So like, I mean, that's a really interesting point that you said, like whoever is doing these murders, they kind of have to mess up for us to find them. Yeah. Which is kind of horrific. I, it reminds me of a quote I read from one of the investigators talking about it, which he said, there has to be a degree of self-sabotage from a serial killer for an investigation to pan out. If they're smart enough to not get caught, there's very little we can do. Right. Which I'm just like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is That's really why. wild. Like, yeah. I mean, you've had eight people go missing. At least. Which once one happens, you would think, I mean, it's just a long stretch of road. We're going to pump up security, mm-hmm. understand what's going on. And you really can't. You you need to you put that really, upon yourself. Yeah, you can't really do... I'm not blaming anyone, no, 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 but, yeah, but it's kind of like, well, that's the thing. It's, it's just kind of like they, you're at a like loss. They, they like, know that if you don't mess up, and that's why it's so different. Because like I said, it's not even that it was very well done in a sense. It's just... An isolated area. It's an isolated that's area. That's really it. Yeah. That's really all that it is. And you have... I no, mean, there's obviously no. this person at some point had a gun if the cases are all connected because mm-hmm. he shot, I think it was the second couple um, yeah. were found shot. So, and once again, that's why I'm just kind of convinced like this person must have either worked for the National Park Service was posing as a police officer somehow Mm. had access to a badge or a uniform that made them look official and made you Mm. want to trust them that made you roll your window down get out of your car whatever um i mean because if a random person with no badge no uniform walked up to my car and was like roll your window down i'd be like heck no yeah. Like, you can't tell me no. that all these couples I'm t- are like, and, and, okay. And my like, mom, dude, in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. you have people late at night on those roads. And mom's like, you follow them until you get to a police station. Like, you, yeah. there's things that, like, for your own safety, yeah. 
not, you should put nothing else at risk for your own safety. Well, even here, like, I mean, that's what, like my parents, mm-hmm. when I started driving, they were like, I don't care if it's a cop and he has a badge mm-hmm. or she has a badge and a uniform People. and is in a police car. Like if they pull you over, tell them like, can I, can we please go to like a more well-lit area? Yes. Can we go to a residential area mm-hmm. where I'm in front of a house? Like, mm-hmm. can we go somewhere? Like you pulling me over on the side of the road and they're, and they're like, if it's a cop that hopefully understand that they won't yes. have a problem following right. you mm-hmm. or you following them to like a more well-lit area, especially with undercover cops and stuff. Like you just don't, you it's don't know. Hard, yeah. like you just, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah. But if these people, that's why it's like more of a crime of opportunity maybe because they're already on a stretch of road that's super isolated yeah. with tons of uh, tree coverage, not tons of people around, around yeah. um, possibly at night. I don't know. And that's the other thing. We don't know when these murders happened. Was it during the right, day? They were was thinking, it at night? I mean, was a lot it- of them apparently happened yeah. supposedly a night but, but if you find the you body don't... you know three days later then yeah. it's like well then we don't know when mm-hmm. this happened i mean you can pinpoint a day mm-hmm. and maybe a time but usually especially back in the 80s they were probably like uh decomposition around like three days. Yeah. so like mm-hmm. but is it three days ago at 2 a.m or is it three days ago at 3 p.m like when did this occur mm-hmm. like we don't we don't know so um and, and, and to this day fine so yeah um there's really no suspects uh, no, there was no. one there was one that I'll mention because he's very very uh, name mentioned in the case which is um, Fred Atwill who was a Virginia deputy um, who the reason his name was like put around in circles is that he was accused of robbing a woman in Roanoke County at gunpoint um, but that was later on from mm-hmm. when this happened so in 2009 Atwill was considered like a hero when he discovered uh I think it was 89 photographs um, regarding this, the, these homicides um, inappropriately taken from the FBI's Norfolk office. And they were found as like part of the security training from some random company. And so he's like a, a, some sort of hero. He joins the scene with these families who are trying to get to the bottom of this case. Um, and the family started sharing like weird interactions they were having with him where he would get super hell bent on some sort of tip Um whatever it was like so that someone had called him saying like oh i have a possible suspect but you need to do this for me or give a certain amount of money and i think eventually the families were like no that's weird it fizzled out um but people thought because of his obsession or certain things he knew about the cases that even if he wasn't the killer he knew something um but actually, I found out. I think he died two years ago. Oh, did he? So, oh, wow. um, whatever he knew, died with him. Yeah. But um, so considering he was like that deputy, whether or not that badge, you know, when we were talking about having a police officer. Yeah. So it's also kind of freaky when you have someone who knows, like you know, he found these photographs, was yeah. trying to get money out of the case. Apparently, he had been separate from his wife, and he was like homeless or looking mm. for money. He was, you know, so I wasn't. I don't know if he was just trying to be opportunistic with the situation and be like, I can get money out of this, yeah. or if he really did have something to do with it. Um, so he's known as like the whistleblower of the case, mm. but it's other than that, other than really that, yeah, no other um... connection or suspect, yeah. Um, I don't I mean that's sad the, the family had to kind of like deal with them and yeah. then he left because he was yeah. trying to do phony raffles or whatever it was yeah. and, and and got arrested but I don't know yeah I mean, it's I an interesting uh case overall I think I think um I don't know it's just one of those ones that you're like yeah I can tell why this is some you know how like sometimes you have cases and you know there's um 
there's a suspect and you know you know he did it but they just don't have enough enough on evidence him. Which is so but ugh. everybody understood but with this it's like could, it could be anybody mm-hmm. and considering this happened back in the 80s like the further you get away from it you know first of all even if there could be eyewitnesses but the further you get away from the crimes then those eyewitnesses are gonna either they don't remember what they saw mm-hmm. they don't know that what they saw was something shifty mm-hmm. they are dead or you know whatever like it's just the further you get away from it the more the, the less of a chance of it being solved and that's you know i mean everybody knows first 48 like most if, if yes. the case isn't solved within the first 48 hours it's, it's probably gonna go cold mm-hmm. um not always the case because like i said things have because of dna sometimes the further you get away from a case the chance increases because of dna mm-hmm. um, of it being solved and that's great a slight that's a slimmer slight little of, like, of hope. Hope. like i said like the golden state killer who was like this infamous killer mm-hmm. that nobody knew for 40 years 50 years suddenly he got convicted a few months ago mm-hmm. so i mean um but yeah it's just it's interesting how um this is just you would think after eight people at least there would be somebody to be like you know i saw something or something didn't seem right Mm -hmm. or i do remember seeing this or this person at my workplace was acting really really weird that day but there's nothing like so it's just kind of interesting um how how this case kind of played out but it's sad and um hopefully the families are yeah and actually if you if you are interested in the case the brother did open a facebook page which i checked out very very interesting um called I think what the murder colonial parkway murders and they're a community you can join them and he actually updates a lot they mm-hmm. have the podcast themselves i'm mm-hmm. sure that's a lot more informative Probably. than what these past um 45 minutes have been called mind over murder and they're all related to these murder cases about lessons or new updates mm-hmm. regarding them and it's kind of like what you were saying how it doesn't matter how long even though it gets more unlikely people either step up and say yeah. i did these he recently posted um samuel little a mm-hmm. serial killer who confessed to 93 murder murders mm-hmm. um passed mm-hmm. away at mm-hmm. 80 so like he's like there's people who there's still hope i think he's trying yeah. to for the community for the families saying like you know the fbi or local authorities which is also a big part of the case like who depending on who was investigating which murder right. he's like it's all over the place the information yes. files get messy yeah. but that they could either step up and say, hey, this was me for whatever, yeah. you know, pair of people or that we can actually get to the bottom of it, whether it's by DNA. Um, I don't know. And sometimes time, like time weighs on people's conscience as well. Like and mm. people start to feel guilty or whether it be the person that did it or people who were around the person that did it and they know more than and then they, you know initially said if they talk to police and then all of a sudden 40 years later they're like i can't keep the secret anymore i feel right. so guilty so um or sometimes like a lot of times cases are solved through spiteful ex-girlfriends who mm-hmm. they were with the person who was doing these murders at the time and they were keeping a secret and then 40 years later something they break up or something happens they get mm-hmm. a divorce and all of a sudden they're like you know what? i'm gonna go with the cops and i'm gonna tell them what you did and yeah. sometimes that it comes like or they slip up how many yeah how many um confessions or um, happened through that break happened yeah. through spiteful exes mm-hmm. who were like i'm gonna go to the cops and tell them everything <laughs> like so you never know mm-hmm. sometimes the further you get away from stuff um time-wise like from a case like the chance lowers but also people come out of nowhere and they're yeah. like 40 years ago in 1980 whatever like or they so, get caught for like a petty crime and they're crime. like oh yeah. yeah you did it yeah um and they get their fingerprints or dna and all of a sudden there's a match mm-hmm. so 
So yeah. 20, 20 years. I mean, uh, actually, it's been 30, 25. Yeah. Um, that it, it in the big scheme of things, like there's still hope for the case. Um, and I don't know. It was really interesting. I would have never thought that a few hours away from here, there's been like a whole like Virginia conspiracy, yeah. true crime situation going on. And two students were from CNU. I know. It's really captains. close. Again, it's Just young, really young adults. Yeah pairs whether they yeah. were friends mm-hmm. you know romantically Lovers, involved whatever whatever they were like so. if you're driving in any back way remember this and be careful yeah. don't stop for no one i tell you this my mom has always told me like if it's late at night and there ain't nobody else around you don't follow stop. yourself all the way out to some sort of police station somewhere with more people yep. um because you can't trust people no you cannot no obviously this so yeah couples. so hopefully this brings like a little bit of it's a little different episode we don't usually do but um it was fun to do and um interesting hopefully not too scary yeah so and um like we said like check out the, we'll link everything in like the show notes and stuff but check out the facebook page um that the brother of one of the victims um is running and keeping up to date with mm-hmm. their podcast. they have their own podcast um so all of that and if you do go over there be respectful mm-hmm. if you comment or want to get involved because these are people who were who lost their lives for no reason at all um and their families are obviously still suffering so be respectful and um yeah no. that's all we got a little interesting a little different a little different a little different well we'll be back to our usual program usual stuff usual, next week your, your usual programming will will be back but this is informative and i yes. think it was kind of like important too yeah so cool on that yeah. note everybody, no, we'll, uh, we'll end it positively be uh, safe be safe be safe. respectful yep and check and, out the um, other resources really do because we mm-hmm. are not the end-all be-all for not this like there's so much more information whether this was it's a on... brief overview it sounded like a lot of information but, but trust so much me more. so <laughs> whatever always double check your sources but yep. we'll and link draw your own conclusions and, mm-hmm. and you know have a time thinking through it but always maintain that there's tons more detail out there than any of us know because I'm sure investigators aren't saying everything they know but mm. um cool for sure alright well we'll see you guys next week for our regularly scheduled programming <laughs> bye bye bye